say 144 or 3. Not sure. Something along those lines of robots for eyes. I'm going to say 44. Let's have a little look, shall we? That's my guess. No, 142. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm, okay. But this one will be, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Unless I've numbered them wrong. One one, one away. Doesn't matter. I always think I'm going to do that when I put the numbers in, when then I upload them to Mm. iTunes. I don't know if that's the right number. Then once it's out there, I'll go back through and go, is that correct? You'd think it'd be easy for me to remember. As in, like, if we get, say, the episode the week before, I should remember that number and just go, well, it's clearly one more. I've done all sorts. I I don't. I've done all sorts. I've written all sorts of things wrong in in write-ups and, like, the descriptions and then published them. I published I published a podca- a podcast where the volume went quite off. <laughs> Perfecto. I faded it down and people were going, what's going on with it? And I was like, I don't know. I also uploaded one that had nothing on it. So it was just nothing. I thought that uploaded really quickly, that did. <laughs> I'm very thorough. Yeah, yeah. Did you put that out as an actual episode? Yeah, full on episode of nothing. That's Well, I think that's an artist's impression of <laughs> podcasting. I called it pretty quick. I don't quite know what it represents, but we can try and make some shit up on that as we go. Our skill. Our skill of our skill level <laughs> zero. I, but I realised pretty quick, and then just went back through. That wasn't my fault though. That was some. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It was yeah. the, sometimes the computer just goes weird and does shit that I don't understand. Yeah, should we do some shout outs. Let's do some shout outs. The mighty Edward Richardson. Um, Edward Richardson. Does sound like a king to me. It does actually. Edward Richardson it? the first. Yeah, Scott. I'm gonna for Scottish king. Nice. Why don't they have their own kings now? Got yeah, our queen rolling them exactly. I think Scotland are going to go that way anyway. They want to leave, don't they? So everybody wants to leave everything at the moment. Yeah, so I want to leave. They the can house. have their own king. I want to leave this podcast. How about K- King Booth the first? It can be anything you want, mate. There we go. But isn't Booth Scottish actually I'd, as a I'd, name? No idea. I'm going to say it is. So I'll be king. Okay, you can be. Can someone build me a castle or make me a castle or just give me a castle? Or do I have to go up there with an army of people? Do I have to go, come on, I'm going to invade Scotland and, like, you know, medieval it up, you know what I mean, with, like, like just dirty knives and... Like Good luck against the Scottish. <laughs> maybe I'll just... The um, fucking kill you, lad. Maybe I'll just talk to them and go... No, can you just say that I'm a king just for a minute and then, like, take a picture There's of me? There's no way, mate. Your voice, not, it's not going to happen. They'll listen to your English voice and go, no. And I'll go... <laughs> Kevin Hodge. Kevin Hodge. He makes um, pasties. Danny Smith. He makes um, crisps. Makes cri- okay. okay. Craig Drennan. Craig Drennan. He sounds like a fisherman. <laughs> he does, yeah. Craig Drennan, the fisherman. Like sometimes like, when you come home late at night and you're drunk and you, you sco- scroll through the um, random Facebook, TV channels and then like like some weird like angling... Yeah, yeah. TV. He's, he's a sea one. He's on a, like a boat at the sea, and he's you know he's got his he's got his crew of three, and all he does is just fish like like for, like salmon. He's like a renowned whatever. mackerel fisherman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Best freeliner in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Angela Porter? And well, she's got to be like a, a porter, surely a body porter. Yeah, body porters. That's a, like hospital porters. They're really crazy. There's, hopefully, there's some people that do that. But I've seen them moving around corpses, and well, that can't be an enjoyable job. Yeah, I think we've mentioned it before. You know that, like, hospital porters when they move, they're not allowed to, like, blokes aren't allowed to do it by themselves, apparently. So I've heard. Why? Because they're finding that we're going to finger it or something. Yeah, boy. But women are allowed on their own. It's unlike, yeah, it tends to be, like, men are just horrible, aren't they, really? You remember dead bodies are stiff as well, so. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Leanne Trey. Now, I've got a feeling I've wrote your second name down wrong. Trey? Yeah. As in, like, a tray for put your food on? Yeah, but it might not be Trey. It might have autocorrected. Because this... Like, I don't know how to turn the autocorrect off on this, so... It, like people's what, what, come out with. What do you think it actually was? I, I've no idea. I did uh, check beforehand, but I didn't want to go back through it, everything to find out. So well, just have a guess, and we'll go over that. No idea, Smith. Trey Smith. No, maybe it's a joint name. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trey Smith. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's. Maybe there's like, back in the day, you know, like tailors. We can Smith out a tray. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it. Smith. Like a shoe thing. Where, where have you been <laughs> smithing today? A smithing trays. Or mongering. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Headley. Amy Headley. Um, she makes tennis rackets. Okay. And Josie Appleby. Um, well, we could just say she makes cider. Appleby ciders. There we go. We've done cider last week, didn't we? I think as well. No, we did Abbott. Now is that cider or is that everything? I think that's everything, that's isn't a, it? That's an ale, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think they do ciders <clears> as well, though. Maybe. It's probably one of those places where they'll do anything. You walk in and they'll go, "Yeah, we got that." Just you see that like puddle over there. Drink some of that. That's got something like that in it. I, w- I worked in a brewery once. And that <coughs> puddle's the same as that drink over there. And it was a, a cider brewery. Mm-hmm. And these guys, like his office, I was doing some work in his office, and it was full, full of ec- of um, of cider. Like, I mean, there was crates and crates and crates of it. Yeah. And he said to us, he went, lads, do you just want to, like, just want to take all that cider? And we were like, what? And he went, yeah, just have it. It's no problem. I don't want it. It's just, I'm not here that much, and they're just dumping it in my office. It clutters things up. So uh, just have it. Just let it disappear. It was about five or six trips to the van. I just pure cider. Filled the kitchen counter at home. Completely filled it. And that was only half of it. Mm. Wicked. One of the best days of my life. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Just crates of beer. Yep. It's, it's it, was, it was the Frosty Jack, so it was like mad tramp juice. But can't knock a free drink. No. Well, exactly. It doesn't matter, does it? It's free booze. Absolutely. And lots of it. Which is always a winner. So we do our social media winner thing at the end. But we've got to mention Gary Norman. Gary Norman, yeah. Doesn't that, that, that basically, uh, didn't we say that makes him a winner instantly? Well, or well, like yeah, that. yeah, but you... It, you s- I w- but yeah, I've, you want to know who the alias is behind well, it? Well, somebody, person. yeah, Rob said if somebody, if like he tried to predict the future because it was time slips. Well, that's well, what I did predict it, obviously. Gary Norman said if Gary Norman won. wins, then you you like you get something by by veto because Rob's predicting think, the future. I think the picture, I think we said, didn't we? And somebody, I yeah. can't remember. Something like that. I well, don't know. Just do two. Obviously, just do two. Yeah. And by V, by uh, like somebody set up a, a Gary Norman Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you reckon it is? I don't know. I've got a theory. Who I reckon it is? Have you? Yeah. Who? Have a guess. Someone we haven't heard from the Sparrow. The Sparrowator. Yeah, I thought it might have been. I'm going with the Sparrow. Wow. Well, I don't know. I, I've, I actually messaged Gary Norman, the infamous Gary Norman. Didn't get anything back. Didn't you? <gasps> so we're gonna do. Maybe he's you. been blocked. Rob's gonna do you some mad artwork now, but. You've got to get in touch if you want it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where to send it. How do you prove who Gary Norman is? Because he's got his Gary Norman Facebook page. Yeah, but what if he gets hacked? <laughs> and then everyone, by everyone who likes us. Well, okay, it's like three people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's hard. That many? Yeah, ma- maybe, yeah. <laughs> Twice as many. <laughs> Can you imagine it? <laughs> I think that's everything I need to cover. I haven't checked anything for the last couple of days because it's been too busy. Yeah, so I'm um, I've been working till like nine o'clock at night. It's bollocks in it. Yeah, so. I've been going up te- like 190 stairs, one direction. Not the band. That sounds like their album, doesn't it? 190 stairs, one direction. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the album. <laughs> you see, all four of them 
Is it four of them? Well, how many? Yeah, I don't know. Is there more? Is there? <laughs> I don't know. You can see them, right, can't you? With sweating the, the wiping the sweat off the brows, going up these steps. Or like the Beatles leaning over the, the uh, looking down. Yeah, looking down on each on each uh, each floor. So I've been completely knackered running up. It. Oh, it's been horrible. Anyway, no one cares about that. Uh, that'll do everything. You're right. No one does. No one cares. Facebook, uh, Insta, twat. Yeah. Buy stickers Whatever. if you want. Just yeah. Go, you know, just you'll find us on. Just put Google. Just put Google into robots for eyes, and it'll turn up. <laughs> It's going to be one of these tired <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Okay, so um, this week's episode, what is it, Thomas? Well, it's going back over to Russia for a good old hostage siege. Ooh, nice. This is going to be interesting to draw, then. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be barbaric. Okay. I'm going to fuck up so many names. Doesn't matter. I'm going to call them all uh, Dave and Pat and Roy. Yeah, if I start stumbling on names, what do you mean if I start? When I start stumbling on their names, we'll just have to give them an alias like Gunman or... Gunman know. 1. <laughs> yeah, Gunman 96. Alpha Bravo. Get a bit tedious. Piccolily. <laughs> so this one's a literal massacre. Okay. And, uh, it happened on the 1st of uh, September 2004 at the Belsland School in uh, North Ossetia in Russia. And uh, approximately 9am local time, a group of around 32 heavily armed Chechen rebels, including, we think, two female, I think they call them Black Widows, um, like terrorists stormed and attacked the Belson School mm-hmm. uh, and take it. They took approximately one thousand two hundred people hostage, like children, adults, little babies, and okay. So they went for it. Really, really went for it, mate. Or was it like an all or nothing? In other words, they're going to die anyway, and they knew it. As I soon as they stepped in, they were like, "Yeah, we're, we're going to die. We've, we've already planned this in a way." I think the chances of you getting out of a situation like that when you do it anywhere is slim, but. In Russia. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you've managed to get out of that and get away with Scott Free of everything, yeah. you've either killed everyone who was involved around the whole area or, God knows, you've like entered a time lapse and you, gone back yeah. in time and actually just avoided it somehow. It's nuts. You're not going to be sitting on a beach drinking cocktails, are you? Have to do <laughs> no, no, like, no, like, no. Two weeks' time, we'll be chilling. No, you <laughs> won't. <laughs> they reckon that the total number of, ho- of uh, hostage takers, it might have been up to 76 people because there were so many captured, like... 1,200-ish people. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't think that 32 guys could have held that many people under control. Okay. As you could imagine, man. It's crazy. The siege ended three days later on the 3rd of September after a, a series of, let's call them, mysterious explosions. Okay. Prompted a Russian special forces assault, which led to more than 350 hostages being killed, which included around 186 children. And there mm. was something like 700 people... Badly wounded. They don't mess around the Russians, though, do they? No. They, they'll just go in and just destroy everything until they kill the people they want to kill. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you know, what's going to happen? <laughs> there was, like, no medical professionals and no, like, paramedics or ambulances on standby when they went in. And, like, you can appreciate if you're about to... A situation like that is going to be quite unpredictable, but you'd think that there would... You'd have medical people on standby all the time. But um, like this, this situation bears a lot of similarities to the theatre siege that we covered, like however many episodes ago. Yeah, but it's quite a bit worse. 
I shouldn't really be laughing because it is fucking really, awful. really brutal. Your mates, they called it Russia's 9-11. It's the most deadliest terror attack in Russian history. It's fucked, mate, because the FSB, which is the Russian Federal Security Service, they had intelligence that something was going to kick off. Like, they knew. They didn't tell anybody, though. They didn't tell schools. They didn't tell, you know, public areas that shit might go down. And two days before the attack, a Bestland school, uh, local, sorry, had um, his car searched by police at, like, a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, uh, he was like, what are you doing? What, why are you looking in? I mean, that's a bit weird. So this isn't an area where... There's checkpoints going off all yeah, the time. So what's going on? Why is it, why are they suddenly checking? And the copper said it's because there's um, Chechen rebels operating in and around the town, and uh, like these checkpoints that they'd set up, you'd think that the coppers, if they're doing the job properly, would have spotted you know at least 32 terrorists driving what turned out to be a military truck and a police car filled <laughs> with. Wet. You'd think they'd see that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And there was one of the terrorists who I don't know how they found it. I think it, this came out during like found footage after the the building got destroyed one of the terrorists called Vladimir Kodov he said that they got through the checkpoints because they just bribed the police they had 20,000 pounds oh, so they they just yeah okay so they even though they knew this something bad might be happening the cops still took the cash basically yes. wow. yeah yeah that was part of the plan all along they knew that they were going to get stopped so they thought fuck it we'll just take money bastards and they did, and uh, they got in. So the day of the attack was the first day back at school after the summer holidays. And in, in Russia, there's no classes on the, on the first day. Right. It's meant to be like a celebration. It's called the Day of, of Knowledge, and that's when you get to be with your friends again. It's quite ironic, isn't it? Day of Knowledge, and you don't do any work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, what's going on there? It's day of Knowledge to me means you you work, you work sit there revising and do Physics whatever class. constantly. No, but the thing is, like, nobody... Um, Nobody at the time. This a lot of kids' first day as well, man. So it's like little tots there who were just attending school. This mm. is our first day, and then this happened. Awful, mate. So nobody realised at the time. I mean, other than the police having a slight bit of intelligence, but there was, like we say, there was over thirty Chechen rebels in the um, in the woods and stuff around the school, prepping to go in and, and blow kids up, essentially. So there was loads of them, loads of them there. Yeah, like okay. they say, thirty-two, but there's got to be more. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems that it's all but confirmed. Um, the reason why it can't be confirmed will become apparent when we get towards the end. But there were initially two groups of rebels. The first group, they were dressed in camo, wearing balaclavas. They pulled up to the school and in, like I say, a, a police van and a military truck. And they stormed the school ground, shooting machine guns into the air and charging at all the pupils and the teachers. Because everybody was standing around doing like a ceremony thing, like ha- holding flowers and... You know what I mean? Welcoming yeah. new people in. And these geezers come running across going, bang, 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 bang. And there was more people at the school than normal because of this ceremony. Okay. So, so yeah, so the more, but yeah, I suppose, yeah, because it's the beginning of the knowledge day where they do no knowledge. <laughs> That's it, the non-knowledge day. So when this happened, like kids, teachers, parents ran like fuck, as you could understand. And left the kids. <laughs> Everyone just split, mate. Parents weren't standing by their kids at this point because they were like, "Holy shit, post they're over run. there, you know, in the new group section of the ceremony." Yeah. And then, bah, 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 bang, um, off, an off-duty police officer and a policewoman who were there for security reasons. And they were singled out and shot immediately. It's like the Chechens knew. <laughs> Strange that, isn't it? And there was a second group of terrorists who actually broke into the school the night before on the 31st of August, and they waited for the gunfire to start, and that was going to be their signal to. To go in and... To rock and roll. Yeah. 
So in like in this massive panic, because there's at least 1,200 people standing outside, because that's how many people were taken hostage. It's probably like 1,500, 1,700 people. Sta- it was a crazy panic, and ch- like children ran in different directions, and a, a large group of kids ran to like a rear courtyard, yeah, just desperately trying to escape, sp- split up from their parents, and the rebels followed them like fucking bastards. And just started shooting the windows out, s- shooting the floor around them. And Survivor said it was like a war zone. Bullets ricocheting, glass being smashed, right. kids screaming. And something like, it's not, like we say, it's, a lot of this stuff is, is hard to get firm, inf- solid information. But somewhere between two and eight people were killed in the immediate siege, sieging of the school. Um, and the people that they took hostage, the, you know, the parents, the teachers and the children, and babies, mate. Little babies, like months old babies, they were yeah. forced into a tiny gym at gunpoint. And the f- the obviously, everybody have a look at this footage because we can't. I can't cover everything in this. It's it's going to be impossible. But the footage of them in the gym is just. Are they getting massacred in the gym? Are they? Or they get fucked up, mate, properly. But the the footage of them just chilling in there. Well, they're not chilling, but just sitting there waiting, not knowing what's going to happen, is. It's heartbreaking when you know what happened. Mm. And you're looking at all these people, and you're like, how, how many of these did get out? And yeah, looking you know, at some, quite a lot of them probably are dead now. In horrible ways. So the Russian authorities immediately downplayed the numbers of hostages, saying oh, it's about two to 300, right? Which mm. was sort of the locals are like, that's impossible, mate. There's at least 1,000 people in there because look at all the r- relatives here. Yeah. You can just, they knew. They were like, there's fucking... At least a thousand, and then they were told to shut up at gunpoint. Well, that would probably work. They were just trying to keep lids on it, basically, and the press were continuously continuously lied to. Why do they? Why do they lie to him? I, d- I don't know why they lied to him on that. I mean, well, it doesn't it doesn't really matter if there's one person or a thousand people. It's kind of like we know there's some shit in there. We're trying to sort it out. You know what I mean? Teachers who were able to escape the gunman got the school registers and handed them over to the authorities, which sort of conclusively showed that at least 800 people were missing, and the police were like, 200. They were like, no, mate, what are you t- we've, we've given you the register. Yeah. During live TV like press conferences, locals would stand in the background with the numbers of the people missing on boards and hold it up, yeah. saying, they're lying, there's this many people. Mm-hmm. It's mad, isn't it? They only acknowledge the true numbers, something like a year later. So, really? Yeah, it was it was fucked, mate. It's really tragic. Most of the older children at the uh, at the school, like the teenagers, they managed to to run when the the gunfire started because they were sort of standing at the back during the ceremony, nearer to the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And plus, they're quicker. And they you know they're not holding hands with a mom. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah they kind of got a bit of an idea of what's going on. Yeah, that, when when shit hits the fan, so to speak, they split. But it was the younger children who couldn't get away. And they're the ones that got taken. Apparently, the Chechens were chasing these little kids like monsters, like running around with guns, just, just grabbing them. Horrific, mm. man. People were throwing kids out of windows trying to help them escape because they were like, everybody knew that if you're in that building, if you don't get out of that building <laughs> quickly, you're going to be in there for the long haul mm. and it's not going to... It's not going to be good. It's not going to go down well. So this Chechen group, they were from the Brigade of Martyrs and they were sent by the Chechen warlord, Shamil... Basayev, and I think he's like the um, the Chechen Osama bin Laden, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's so like he's a, there's like a ten million dollar bounty on his head. So the Brigade of Martyrs had been involved in hostage incidents before the theatre siege that we covered, obviously being one, and they wanted surprise, surprise, Russia to leave Chechnya. Yes, we've we've had one like this before, haven't we? where they've, they've you yeah. know that's basically what they said. 
and Chechen independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, somehow, the terrorists knew the layout of the school and they also knew that the immediate response from the Russian authorities would be slow. Now, interestingly, some hostages also reported that the terrorists had weapons hidden inside the school because they were forced to like pull floorboards up and lift ceiling tiles out and they're bringing up passing grenades and they're like, what the fuck? Shit, this has been super planned. Yeah, th- they know. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. And they also had special forces weapons. Right. It's like, how did they get them? Where did they get these state-of-the-art guns from? And some information came to light on the 2nd of July, something like two months before the actual attack took place, that Chechens disguised, disguised as repairmen entered the school and hid guns and explosives everywhere. And it also turns out that one of the terrorists was a f- former pupil of the school. So this is this is probably why they knew the layout. Yeah, because obviously he's gone, that's there, that's there, that's there, so to speak. And in the gym, mate, it was fucked. Like, it was awful. There's far too many. There was no room to move. It was boiling hot. Like, it was red hot in uh, early September. No food or water. I mean, people weren't expecting this to happen. Mm. Didn't take supplies. Uh, The terrorists taped bombs to the walls. They hung explosives from the ceilings and onto, like, the basketball hoops. Uh, So low that the children could actually, like, reach up and touch these bombs. Explosives were filled with ball bearings, nuts, and bolts, and they also strung line to the like lines to the ceiling rafters and hoisted bombs above their heads. And in in the footage that came out from the gym, you you can just see it all. It's just shitloads of it's just ready to go kapow. Yeah. So like what they rigged the place. So like the explosion and the shrapnel were designed to to blast in from all directions. Yeah. And they also rigged explosives around the school, all connected by detonation cables. And the terrorists forced people to stand on pressure pads, like dead man's triggers. Yeah. So if anybody was attacked... Or tried to escape or tried to do something, it would just blow everything up. Yeah. And they also wore suicide vests as well. Mm, It was fucked, mate. The rebels forced children to stand against the windows to act as human shields because they knew that the Russians were going to come in shooting. Uh, And I say windows, they weren't... They actually smashed all the windows out on purpose because they were suspecting some form of chemical agent to be... Chucked in like they did. Oh, the so they thought, yeah, okay. So they thought they were just, yeah. Like well, it's the same, it's just, apparently it's the same group of, of terrorists or the okay. same, you know, from the same, you know, band of rebel fighters. Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of improved on what happened in the theatre st- siege. And they weren't gentle with these kids. You'd think that they would be. Yeah, I don't know why, but I did think that. Yeah, because you you saying on the, the last one, they were actually saying, look, we don't want anyone to actually die. We just want to put our messages across, blah, blah, blah. But these ones <coughs> were the opposite. They were like, fuck it. At the beginning, yeah, at least at the beginning. Mm. Oh, and this is what, I mean, it's difficult to tell because this is what we're told. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, might not necessarily. Yeah. There'll be some truth to it and some uh, Chinese whispers, I'm, I'm assuming, something like that to it. Yes. Yeah. But they were hitting kids with the butts of rifles, just right. smacking them when they were like crying. They were going, shut the fuck up and pelting them. And they told everybody, that they, you know, we've come here to die and we're going to take you all with us. There's nice. fuck all you can do. And they were very well organised. They had three teams, possibly, again, learning from the previous incidents yeah, that yeah. we've covered. And they had um, all the teams, the three teams had specific tax- tasks. The leaders looked after the explosives. Mm-hmm. And there was a group that monitored the hostages at all times. And then the final group, they had to watch for the Russian you know, special forces and then shooting at them whenever they felt necessary. Right. They took all mobile phones... Okay. Because if you remember in the theatre siege, there were people ringing out, like calling radio yeah, stations. Saying, yeah, going, we're stuck here. This is what's happening. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
And they also instructed the hostages to speak in Russian and only when spoken to. And they weren't playing games and they wanted to get their point across because a dude stood up, like one of the hostages, <clears throat> and he said, listen, he spoke to everybody in the local dialect saying, this is what you've got to do, only speak in Russian. And the gunman walks up to him, stood in front of him, waiting until he was finished and said, are you done yet? And he went, yeah, I am. He then shot him in the face, like just blew him, blew him away in front of everybody. All these little kids. He was only trying to relay the message. Yeah, and then so no confusion. He went bang. I told everybody not to do that. Yeah, and the first thing he did was that, and then they also shot another guy immediately. And went, we're not fucking about. It's horrible because you can see like um, bloody sort of drag marks where they pulled bodies in between where yeah. all these kids are sitting. It's fucking crazy, mate. It was like I suppose it was like a, a mad show of force to show that they weren't fucking about. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best way, I suppose, for <laughs> no, 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 to, no, to put your point across. Yeah, you know, like, like unlike the siege in, in the UK, where they said they were going to do stuff and it took them ages, and they were kind of like yawning and, yeah, we've heard this before. It's not happening because you've delayed it again and you're delaying it again. So we don't think you're going to do anything. Yeah. So if you st- whoop, kick kick the door in and fucking shoot someone in the face and go, look, this is how it's going to go. You go, okay, they're going to kill us. Oh yeah, and immediately after killing that fella. And then shooting the other one just for the crack, just to make everyone scared. Why they was there selling drugs in there? <laughs> yeah, that's what them bags are hanging up, mate. <laughs> they got about 20 to 30 of the strongest looking hostages, male hostages. Mm-hmm. And they singled them out, led them outside into the corridor and told them to put barricades up against where the windows had been kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and once, cause I suppose it's just a shot to stop any potential gunfire coming through. Once they'd done that, they lined them all up and then just shot them. And then just threw the bodies out the first floor window into a big pile on the floor. Nice, so they just, yeah, made them did do what they wanted and then killed them. Yeah, and then looked at everyone and went, we're telling you to fucking, we're not going to mess this around. Is what's happening, yeah. And there was also several random explosions that went off pretty quickly. There could have been, um, you know, malfunctioning explosives when they were laying them. Don't really know. It could have been people getting blown to pieces. But like we said at the beginning, the Chechnyans knew that the Russian response was, was going to be slow and uncoordinated because of a, a recent restructuring of internal security roles Mm -hmm. and there has been nobody really knows how they knew it but at the scene when it kicked off there were a lot of different agencies there and no one really knew who was responsible and in charge of the siege Um, so it's possible that the date of the attack was was chosen because of this as well as the school being you know first day back with loads of people so Putin eventually had the final say and he handed control over to the FSB and they're the same lads who handled the theatre siege so um, you know how it's so it's basically going to just turn into chaos of either gassing or just running and shoot everyone until they get what they want yeah yeah and Putin knows that as well he just goes I know they're a bit they're a bit, uh, a bit rough around the edges so they'll just go in and just sort the problem out it's, it's yeah it's bad isn't it mm. it's I don't know how they can I mean, what can you do if you're a leader and this is happening? It, it dep- I mean, some countries will just give terrorists what they want to save people and others won't. Mm. And even if you do bargain with them and give them what they want, there's no guarantee they're going to hold up their side. It's a deal. strange one, isn't it? It's, it's fucked. You just know it's not going to go well. Yeah, if you're in that situation, no matter what, you just think, especially in Russia now, you go... Especially if you somehow got like someone with a radio with an earpiece going, they're going to send the special forces soon. Even though obviously that wouldn't happen. You know, like listening to the football or something. Goal! <laughs> oh shit, sorry. I just say goal in Russian. That's goal! Right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. At 11.50 on day one, 
they submitted a written le- list of demands via a released hostage. Lucky fucker. Take the this one note hostage. to them, yeah. And the demands read as follows. It said, we request the Chechen Republic's president and the president of Ingushetia and the children's doctor, Leonid Rushali, for negotiations okay. to bring these guys to the scene, basically. A lot of the guys they requested were Chechen or Chechen sympathisers. Because obviously you're going to need somebody who's on your side. Yeah. Um, they said or they said if any of us is killed, we'll shoot 50 people. If any of us is wounded, we'll kill 20 people. If five of us are killed, we'll blow everything up. If the elect if the electricity and communications are cut for even a minute, we'll shoot 10 people. So it's like they were trying to shock Russia. So yeah. Into do- to caving into their demands because they had kids, man. Yeah. Did Putin care about that? Not one little bit. No. Don't surprise me. He's just more... He only cares because it's taking so long, probably. I'll just go in and kill everyone. That's why they want it on on lockdown. So, you know, not to be in the press. Because if it's in the press, everyone knows that there's people there. If it's not in the press, just just fucking napalm it. Just (laughs) make everybody... Napalm it. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if they did, it's just like, how do you expect them to just disappear? You'll be be shocked, (laughs) mate. They also demanded the release of... Um, some like Chechnyan buddies that were locked up during a weapons raid in Chechnya two months before this raid took place. This was in June. And interestingly, some of the weapons confiscated by the Russians in that raid turned up in the siege, like they were found in the wreckage. Oh, so there's like an infor someone what? who's part of it in the army or whoever's got the weapons, I'm guessing. I don't know. It's difficult to tell, but that's very interesting that the confiscated weapons turned up. Hmm. There's a lot of fuckery going down in this. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds, yeah, it's all, it's all inbred, isn't it? Everything's just there for anyone to do what they want, really. Yeah, yeah. Like the, so the political figures that were requested in the demands were sent for and arrived, except the Chechen Republic's president. He was told that if you approach the area, we're just going to arrest you. So it's like, I mean, why would the Russians, why would they do that? If they've requested the their men, bring their men in. If you want these kids out alive, you're going to have to... You're going to have to cave in. Mm. Or not even cave in, just have a bit of humility and say, there's, there's babies That's in probably there. Probably why, though, because Putin won't, will he? He'll go, I'm not having that. I'm not showing any sign of weakness. So you come here, you get arrested. Kids may die. Shrug your shoulders. Oh, well, we'll just go in and rinse them. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, mate. No weakness. <laughs> Do not reason at all. So that night, the first night, whilst negotiations were stalling, essentially... Terrorists split up and started moving around the school looking for escape routes. So I suspect then that they were like, fuck, bollocks. This isn't going to go the way we... We know this to be true because um, Russian Special Forces, they they arrived and won clandestine missions in the school grounds just in case they were called on to go in and they they spotted them moving about. And at 3.30, there was an explosion. And what it turned out, it's pretty grim, but essentially the two female Chechen terrorists yeah. exploded <laughs> right okay they just blew up the rumors came out i say rumors like it's just fucking difficult to get anything like properly cemented as knowledge but the some of the hostages that survived said that the two female um terrorists weren't aware that children were going to be targeted right and they actually like started having arguments uh, arguments amongst the other Amongst the leaders, they were like, you can't fucking do this to children. And they're going, fuck it, we are. Yeah, and if you remember, I said that the leaders 
were in control of the detonations. Yeah. They just went, fuck you. And just blew them up. up. Yeah. Nice. How bad's that, man? That's another way of showing you're not messing around. Blowing up your own team there as well. This, yeah. it's, mate, the pictures are awful. Horrific of these. They made a bloke clean up one of the women's, like, destroyed remains. He said she exploded like a balloon next to him. And they were like, pick her head up and put it on her, on her guts over there and push everything into the corner. And they were like, push oh my God. God. Get the mop out. And around 4.30 in the afternoon, 12 kids escaped from a boiler room. Terrorists didn't know they were there. Right. <clears throat> they had information, but it wasn't exactly like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what these kids could tell them who were hiding and not looking was pretty much insignificant. Yeah. And food and water was offered because, like I said, it was red art. But nope, you sneaky Russians would try something so the terrorists wouldn't let them do anything. So no food, no drink? Nothing at all. And by the evening on day one, the Russian authorities requested a UN meeting, which surprised me because I, I thought they would have that shit on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So the doctor that they requested in, in the demands, Leonid Rochelli, I believe, okay. Mr. Smirnoff man, he negotiated for two hours saying for every child released, we'll send an adult in to replace them, which sounds completely fucked, doesn't it? We'll just get a kid out and put a bloke in. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. But Par- but that's that's also you go that's that could be some sneaky like trick as well, couldn't you? So yeah, there were seven hundred well-known Russian figures apparently were willing to go in. Say so, what you're willing to go in. What about Putin? No, it weren't Putin, mate. I reckon they were just like special forces lads. As soon as his face shown up, it would have been pop. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't yeah. Have even got through the door fully. They'd have gone. That's Putin shooting. That's <laughs> Putin shooting. <laughs> Putin shooting. Shooting Putin. So, all in all, we suspect on day one, uh, at least 30 hostages and three terrorists were killed. So, the next day on the 2nd of September, at around half past 12 p.m., so just after midday, the terrorists agreed to have face-to-face negotiations with a guy called Ruslan Alshev. Now, he was a retired general in the Soviet Army and a, and a former president of Ingushetia. Right. I think he was like um, a sort of a sympathiser with the Chechnyan people's plight. He kind of protested the shit that Russia was doing mm-hmm. as much as you can in Russia without getting your head chopped off. Yeah. And he actually went inside the school by himself. He looked like a gangster because there's he? all these geezers in, co- in combat gear around and he's just got this grey suit and he's just walking across the, across the playground towards them. Did he have a them. massive cigar and he did he, when he got to the door, slam it down on the floor and squash it into the ground, clap his hands and go, come on in, <laughs> yeah. walk in. Oh, he's brilliant, mate. And there's footage of his meeting, actually. You can, you can see right. him in there. Okay. And uh, in the documentaries, he's like um, he's like a stern, hard man with, you know, icy cold, but with tears in his eyes. And he even says years later, I just cannot understand why we didn't do more to to save these these children. Mm. He's like an obligation, surely, but nope. But anyway, after speaking to him, the rebels agreed to release twenty six women who were actually nursing babies. So that's how young these kids are. Yeah, they're like the, the carers basically yeah. of the babies. Yeah, well, they were like breastfeeding them and shit, man. These are like little kids. Yeah. Because the babies were fucked. Because it was so hot. It was fucked. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the mothers that were, they were given an option. They said, like, you, you can leave, but you, you have to leave with your baby. And some of them had, like, two kids. Like, say, like a, a two-month-old. And mm-hmm. then you've got, like, a six-year-old. And they're like, well, you, you can't take both of them. So you can either sit down with that one in the gym and face the consequences, or you can walk out with your baby. Like you can hear the little kids going, like screaming for their mum. Where yeah. you going, mum? Where you going? Like, ah, shit. Some of them left with the babies, and uh, other mothers like 
this geezer, Rushlan Alshev, he, um, you can see, he, he walks out with a, a naked baby in his arms and one of the mothers went, mm. take my child. And she went back in to face the music with a, with a six-year-old. And fucking face the music, they really did. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that after the break. Freaky. After these babies were released, I think the Russian authorities sensed an opportunity that they, this might turn out better than we expected. The fact that they're releasing some some people, yeah. So they reopened the, like negotiations, like you know, let's just try again, sort of thing. It didn't work. It actually seemed to make things worse because the conditions inside the gym at this point are atrocious. And there's no food or water at all. It's boiling hot. Yeah, it was well over 100 degrees. Mm. Cramped, so cramped. People were. Literally sitting on each other, okay, or standing up because there was no no room to sit down, and that people had to shit and piss in that they couldn't they wouldn't even let them out the room to you know to go and have a slash or something. Mm. You just got to do it in bottles. They were drinking piss and stuff. It's no. gross, man. People were exhausted, and conditions were rapidly deteriorating. I don't think that the terrorists were expecting that to happen mm-hmm. at, the, at the rate it did okay. people were fainting um, showing signs of dehydration they were squeezing water out of plant pots out of like the soil trying to drink it the fuck it was just it was horrendous one one di- um, hostage was diabetic and died mm. due to the lack of medication like the, you, you can kind of get a sense of how bad it is because at the end when these like the siege started and kids were just running for their lives they were running out half naked mm-hmm. um covered in blood they were na- half naked because it was so hot they were just taking their clothes off mm-hmm. and they were running to the soldiers and grabbing bottles of water oh okay and you can hear bah, 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 bah. bullets ricocheting everywhere they're just standing there drinking going fuck that yeah <laughs> don't worry about the war just give me some water yeah I kind of convey how bad this is mm. it was like quite I was quite moving in some respects watching this okay I was like this is fucked man so to make this this sort of sensitive situation worse the Russian military didn't put up a security perimeter like around the school. Everyone just sort of stood about, mm. holding back and like just waiting. And rogue, rogue groups of militia started to form, like armed gangs of, of camouflage-dressed local lads wanted to storm in because they knew that the authorities were probably not going to handle it very well. Right, okay. And they were actively prepping, like civilians were prepping to, to go in, saying if we leave it up to them... Everyone's fucked. Mm. We've got to go in ourselves. Um, it was, you know, you can kind of see how how much... T- people people having ha- literal heart attacks, parents were, yeah. outside. Because they were like... It's like watching the slow motion death of your your kids. Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine. It must have been shocking. And like the, ter- the terrorists had set up sniper positions in the school with sandbags and shit. And I was reading that going, how the fuck did they get sandbags in there? They uh, demanded them. <laughs> we demand more weapons. Give us more weapons. And to make it worse as well, the Russian military came with really inappropriate weaponry for the situation. What, dildos? Tanks, mate. <laughs> they put <laughs> dildos. 
<laughs> That's really inappropriate for this. <laughs> they had massive uh, heavy artillery, yeah. flamethrowers and helicopters, like attack helicopters. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Everyone's going to die. So when it went south, they actually started blasting the building without really knowing where civilians were, killing like a desperate sort of like, fuck it, we're just going to try and end it now. Well, it's almost guaranteed that the, the Russian forces killed most of the hostages. Right, okay. They See. just levered the fuck out of everybody. Awful, mate. Shocking. On day two, authorities actually revised the numbers of hostages, saying it's around 352. People were like, bullshit. Still still shit more load more than that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a thir- two-thirds more, at least. And, and by the way, Putin had said nothing. He kept his mouth... Initially, he was on holiday in, like, Sochi or something. Like, Sounds like Putin, though. He doesn't really <laughs> say much, does he? <laughs> he doesn't know. Until he gets copped, and then he just goes, awareness. <laughs> that's basically all he says. I think that's how he's become president of... of is it president in Russia? Yes. I think that's how he got there. He went, just kept himself quiet, and then when someone accused him of something, he go, you weren't me. And go, he's all right, he is. Get him in. If you don't like him, kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was um he was on hol- hosp- uh, on holiday, and he um he, he spoke, only spoke to the public for the first time on day two, and he said, our main task is to save the lives and the health of those who have become hostages. All actions by our forces involved in rescuing the hostages will be dedicated exclusively to this task. And he only spoke once during the entire siege, which pissed people off. Because mm. they were like, wait, wait. these people are talk- these terrorists are talking directly to you, and you're not even you're not even fucking speaking. You're not really acknowledging it. You you kind of you're doing that thing when someone keeps bugging you, and you just go, look, I'll, I'll deal with this in a bit, all right, and then carry on doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's basically how he's dealt dealt with it. Locals like behind the TV cameras um, when there was press conferences, they were holding signs up saying. Putin, release our children, meet their demands. There's at least 800 hostages. And he was like, fucking shut up, man. I don't want you to get this to get this word, this like information out. After his speech, it seems that the, the rebels saw it on TV, because which they would do, because they said, don't cut the fucking power supply. Yeah, yeah, otherwise people die, yeah. So they've got full access to everything that's going on the outside. Mm-hmm. They can see how it's been reported in the news. So they open fire at security forces after Putin's speech. And the Russian military response was actually quite muted. They withdrew back and um, instead of like launching horrendous missiles... Armageddon, yeah. They actually pleaded for more open channels of negotiations. And then the terrorists sent this note out. I don't know how they sent the note out. Like paper airplane? Yeah, or like carrier pigeon. Who can make a good paper airplane? Me. You better reach otherwise you're going to die. Okay. Just get shot down out of the sky. And then we've got Steve Backley there ready to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> like 100 yards or something. Don't put a grenade on it. it they said from Allah's servant, Shamil Basayev, so that's the Bin Laden fella, uh, yeah. Vladimir Putin, it was not you who started this war, but you can finish it if you have enough courage and determination. We offer you a sensible peace based on the mutual benefit of the principle of independence in exchange for security. In, a, in the case of troops, withdrawal and acknowledgement of independence of Chechnya, we are obliged not to make any political, military or economic treaties with anybody against Russia, not to accommodate any foreign military bases on our territory, even temporary, and not to support and not to finance groups or organisations carrying out a military struggle against Russian forces. Besides, we can sign a treaty even if it's for a neutral state and peace is more acceptable to us. So in in other words, they're just going, let's just put this behind us. We'll go our way. We won't hate you. We just, there we go. Let's just chill. Yeah, yeah. Let's just try and chill. Just just let us have our land back. 
yeah. Words, yeah. Uh, they, they also said, we can also guarantee a renunciation of armed struggle against Russian forces by all Muslims of Russia for at least 10 to 15 years under condition of freedom of faith. We are not related to the apartment bombings in Moscow, but we can take responsible for this responsibility for this in an acceptable way. Now, now the apartment bombings in, in Moscow that mm. they're referring to here were... Uh, a terrorist, a terrorist attack in inverted commas. There's but a they blamed on the Chechnyan, Chechnyan. Possibly, Chechnyan. Yeah. yeah, possibly. They, there's a, there's a conspiracy that Putin had, had uh, organised these these apartment buildings to be blown up, so right. he could blame it on the Chechens to go in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they're saying we will take responsibility for that in an acceptable way. Are they trying to frame a bone and say, all right, so. we'll take responsibility for that if you get your troops out and everyone's cool. Yeah. I don't know. And then they say, we offer you peace, but the choice is yours. Allah Akbar. Ah. Hate Allah Akbar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. God is great. But why do they say it right? I know they've got this cause where they're they're in a war and they're trying to obviously, um, not just in this situation, I mean in lots of situations, and then they'll, they'll, they'll like blow things up or shoot people, cut people's heads off, and then say God is great. It's God's plan, mate, I think. I don't I, know. I saw one where a mosque blew up and they were saying God is great. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking like, it's, it's not, it's, this is nothing's good about this. Yeah. <laughs> have, <laughs> you, have you seen the footage of like the fellas with the rocket launch and they're about to shoot it at whoever is about to get killed and then they fire it and it blows up and it kills like them oh, and they it? shout Allah Akbar and you're like, what? Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, so you, it's a. I just don't get it. Is it part of God's plan? So okay, God chose you to get blown up by that. That must be great. Yeah. So yeah. he's great. So it's whatever happens, God is great. Apparently, he's, he's the he's the man, mate. Even though you're seeing everyone getting mutilated around you and like dying horrifically. Oh well. So in response to this, obviously the last line in this is, "We offer you peace, but the choice is yours." What do you think the Russians did? Um, probably screwed it up. The note and. Et it and then went in full, full blaze. Probably, what they did is they arrested around forty relatives of Basayev, who's the oh, the, so because so they got his name because they were okay. We got yeah, and a fellow called Maskadov, and I think he was the unrecognised Chechen president. Now they arrested, like I say, loads of family members, including children, and then put them on TV, knowing that the terrorists would see it inside yeah. the school. And it gets fi- this is nuts, man. So instead of reaching a handout, they just arrested their families. Yeah, and one of the Chechen terrorists' wife was actually called to the to the scene to try and talk. That you know, like get like a family member in, yeah, yeah. and she was saying like, like stop it, Pat. We need to get this sorted. Yeah, don't kill the kids. Roy. Listen to them. I'm Roy. under arrest or whatever. Roy, take that gun away from that child's head. <laughs> yeah, she was begging Dave. Like literally, don't press that button. She was literally begging him not to kill children and to mm-hmm. to reason. And uh, he said, listen, put the um. Yeah, all right. He's listening to his wife talking. Went put the Russian police back on the phone. So she handed the phone to the, to back to the um, the security officers, and he said to them, "Kill her and all three of my children." So we were like, "Oh, okay." I don't yeah, think not, we can really reason with these fellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Russians initially denied any deba- demands had been requested, like because they knew that the public pressure from it's these. Building. Yeah, well, the, the demands are reasonable. Well, I say, re- I don't know the ins and outs of the war, don't know what the fuck, but they're saying, get your troops out, stop killing us, and we will let everybody we'll just go. Neutrally, just but all be back to neutral, and no one will hate anyone, and we'll just get on. 
but the public pressure would be massive to cave into these demands. They just yep. refuse to even admit that they'd been plus, placed. Plus, Putin doesn't want to ever say that he's lost anything. Yeah, because that'd cut it, that'd be a loss for Russia. Apparently, that would be so. Yes, it would. Yeah. So at three thirty in the afternoon on day two, rebels fired two RPG like rocket propelled grenades at security forces because mm-hmm. um, they were like slowly moving closer. They blew up a police car and injured a police officer, and the military didn't respond at all, even though they got shot at like with bazookas. Yeah, there was sporadic gunfire uh, gunfire throughout the whole siege. It's constantly just going off. Like apparently the the rebels would um, in the night just open fire. To, to let the Russian forces know that they weren't asleep. They just go, bang, 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 yeah, bang, yeah. bang, Just having just, like... Yeah, yeah, just so that they won't try and do a sneak attack or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really interesting because as day two turned into night, it seems that the mental health of the Chechnyans, the rebels inside, began to deteriorate. Now, we can't prove this, but security forces reckon that they, the rebels inside the school were suffering from drug withdrawal. With no idea what, p- probably heroin or something like that. So they're all fucking crackheads. They're all a bunch of junkies, so yeah. So they were looking for the crackhead who was selling stuff. All for the crack. Yeah. And they got really edgy, and this is where shit really went downhill. Do you, do you think that, or do you think it's the fact that the siege is still going on and everyone gets a bit nervous when something dodgy is going on, and it's going on and on? I and it's getting know. to a point where they know realisation of everything's kicking in. Not like that it's going to stop them, but like they go, people will die again, and I will die. And then um, you got that on your mind all the way through it. It's mad, isn't it? Mm. It's crazy, though. Like, they were screaming at children. They were threatening to shoot them in front of their mothers. This is during the night of um, day two into the morning of day three. People were hallucinating to the point where, I think it was because of dehydration, they were getting up and starting to walk around. And, like, mothers were, like, dragging them down, not tr- trying not to speak because you weren't allowed to speak. Yeah. And the rebels started to play music really, really loud. They were blasting Rammstein just to keep their adrenaline up, like uh, like getting ready to rock mm-hmm. at any moment. It, like from the outside, it seemed as if there's a rave. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like a <laughs> it's party in there. Don't want to moan about. And as day broke on day three, the president of the Chechen Republic is not the officially he's not officially recognised by mm-hmm. the Russians. He said, "Listen, I'm going to fly in and I'll help you with negotiations." Like, Top man. Yeah, yeah, trying to help. Apparently, he'd been saying that he was he was going to do this throughout the entire siege. But they said that they were going to arrest him, didn't they? Yeah, if he turned up said here, you're not so. needed. So to me, this is like a major opportunity to get this resolved peacefully. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, in Putin's eyes, it would be like almost recognizing the uh, the president of Chechnya as a, as a real president, mm-hmm. allowing him because it was like a and it's like a political situation. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's like it's, I suppose it's like political chess. And if he was to resolve the situation, the Chechen president, well, Putin wouldn't have that, would he? No. There's no way he's going to have that. And we know on day three, I say we know, we'll never know for sure, but it, it seems that negotiations were actually moving forward, like the terrorists were getting tired. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Chechen president was due to arrive at Beslan at around three o'clock in the afternoon. They were like, okay, you can come in. Another ethnic Chechen who was a former advisor to Putin called Aslanbek Alaskanov. Okay. That sounds all right, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. He said, he, I'm going to go in and speak face to face with them. And because he was a Chechen, the terrorists were receptive to that. And, uh, you know, negotiations were actually getting somewhere. But this was all adding to Putin's embarrassment. And unfortunately, by three o'clock in the afternoon, which was the arranged negotiation time, it was too late. So the uh, Chechen president's political or pol- potential political arrival might have forced Putin's hand. Right, in he's gone, everyone's going to die here now. Yeah, I can't have no 
supposed Chechnyan president coming mm-hmm. in and sorting this situation out that I couldn't sort out. I'm going to end it my way, possibly. Seems like that to me. Yeah. So at around 12.50 on day three, so 10 to 1 in the afternoon, the uh, Chechens agreed to let medical personnel retrieve the bodies of those that had been shot because they were piling up outside the fucking... The outside. dead ones, you mean? Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. They'd just chucked them out. Um, and the footage is hard, man. You, they were filmed when um, Aslan Rushef went into the school. You could, he, sh- he was showing, they, were, they went, here they are out the window and they're filming him. There's just fucking piles of bodies, mm. man. It's fucking gross, mate. So two trucks appeared to pick up these bodies and sure enough, they were fired upon. Now, this is possibly paranoia on behalf of the terrorists. <clears throat> two medics were killed, and another two had to hide behind this, the, you know, their, their trucks under heavy gunfire. <clears throat> and when this was happening, there, mass, there was a massive explosion in the gym, like a colossal, like with 1,200 people inside, mm, yeah. huge explosion. This, was the ca- this bomb blast was the catalyst which led to the, to the military raid. Right. Now, we're going to get to that in a second. But what caused this initial blast in the gym is not really known, to be sure. Or we're not being told. Right. But here's a few possible causes. The first thing that they say could have happened was a a malfunction with an explosive charge that was being set up, which led to the Russian forces thinking that it was kicking off. Yeah, like they've blown everyone up (coughs) sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, and firing in machine guns and tank artillery and grenades. Mm. If that's true, hundreds of hostages would have been killed for sure. But Russia was denying the use of tanks at this point. Oh, and they used flamethrowers as well, man. It was, it was fucking nuts. Um, using weapons like that in a hostage situation in a room, which is small, filled with explosives and children, is, is fucking... That's just crazy. Or the po- another possible scenario is as uh, Ruslan Alshev, who was the... Um, the guy that I mentioned earlier was going in. He says, I think there was an accidental explosion set off by a hostage tripping over a detonation wire. Oh, right, because they rigged it all up, didn't they? Yeah, so that that could make sense. Yeah, absolutely. A weapons expert called Yuri Savalev, who was also on the scene, said this, and I think that his is possibly the more likely scenario. Yeah. He said it kicked off, that's exactly what he said, it kicked off, uh, when Russian special forces fired flamethrowers and rocket-propelled grenades into the gym from an adjacent building's roof. And in essence saying, the Kremlin decided to storm the building but wanted to c- create the impression that they were acting in response to the actions of the terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh look, they're blowing the, the gym yeah. up. Shoot them, get yeah. rid of them. They're going to kill everyone, so we need to get in there. Come on, bang, bang. All potentially because the Chechen president was arriving. Right. They, they actually found spent rocket tubes on the roof where this they were saying that apparently these guys were shooting from. They didn't even clean up after themselves. They didn't give up. Well, they kind of did in the most barbaric way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking crazy, mate. So so it's it's like you, w- you wouldn't ever do that, in my opinion, because there's children in the gym, unless you were trying to make it look like the terrorists were setting off their bombs, mm. and then it doesn't really matter. And in court, afterwards, it came out that the Russian snipers had shot until and killed two rebels uh, who were apparently standing still for a long time, standing still on pressure pads, right, these okay. explosive, like, dead man's triggers. Oh, so they shot them, they fell, when it went, might have gone boom. Yep. And there's a final scenario that the um, local lads, like the local militia that were, that were the, the best land locals, were getting fed up and just went, fuck it, let's go for it. Mm. And then they just stormed in. It's mate, it's crazy, uh, but I think it's very suspicious that this happened just as the you know the, the Chechen political figures were about to arrive. Mm, yeah, seems a bit fucking head scratchy that. Yeah, it's a, I think it's like you say, it's a case of Putin thinks if he turns up, I'm going to get beaten here. Not like 
I, I will have the, do- the final say, so to speak, but he's showing weakness, like you say. Yeah. Is that in someone who, who, to him, to Putin, isn't a, a prime minister, pre- president, whatever. Just a bloke. Yeah. Um, he can't allow him in because it's recognising as that. So just, just... We'll end it on my watch. Yeah, just kill everyone, basically. Either way, whatever this, the cause of that explosion, it was complete chaos. Now, we do know this for sure. Shortly after one o'clock, after the the uh, the un, unexplained explosion that mm-hmm. we just talked to hold, it punched a hole in the roof in the gymnasium, setting fire to it. And then the rafters collapsed in on fire and burning pretty much anybody that was underneath there to death. The whole gym eventually burnt down, killing approximately 160 hostages. Now, locals even say at this point, it was the lads on that roof shooting rocket-propelled grenades, and they were the Russian Special Forces. Mm -hmm. There was also another strange-sounding explosion two minutes after first. Again, military intervention is suspected because it it sounded strange. And then the third explosion hits the gymnasium, which was full of burning people at this point. Now, the explosion blew holes in the wall, and some hostages who were still alive and able to move, mostly children, thought, we're going to have to run for our lives now. Mm -hmm. And they were getting shot in the back by terrorists as they were running. It's just despicable, isn't it? Yeah. You can't understand, you can't believe it. Um, you and can't like, really do anything, can you? <laughs> I mean, it's like what did you stay there? You're probably going to die. You run. You're going to get shot. And it's like um, I mean, they were surrounded by like blown up, mutilated people that were on fire. Mm. Uh, most of them, like we say at the beginning, they got away were like naked because because mm. of the heat and the covered in blood. And all the all this is happening really quickly. Mm-hmm. This is happening in quick succession. Um, you know, th- there's footage that shows from from roofs looking into the gym. You can just see. Bodies like the floor is covered in blown up people. Yeah. Um. So seeing this unfold, a group of armed locals then decided to storm in and attack the terrorists, shooting at them, who then shot back. Mm. And it made you've got ter- you've got civilians charging in with machine guns now. Yeah. It's just just chaos now. It's complete chaos, and the sound of gunfire is unreal. It's like a proper full on war zone. Mm. Then the Russian special forces have to storm in, and they were actually fighting alongside the civilians. So they were like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, shut the fuck up. Are Just you a terrorist? There. Like, you, so you can see how so many people die. Yeah, yeah. And no the one mili- knows what's going on, do they? No. No one even knows who's in there. Who are you, mate? Where have you come from? Yeah, are you a terrorist? I don't know. Mate, you're wearing Nike Air Max and you've yeah. got a Kalashnikov. Are you a, who, are you a terrorist? Did he just turn around with his bottle of vodka and he went, you're right. Do you know what I mean? So the military said once the shooting started, that the, um, the troops had no choice but to storm the building. I mean... Mm, maybe yeah possibly locals standing outside with security said that they heard commands given on the radios instructing them to stop shooting they could hear stop shooting stop shooting and whilst the troops radios like the army lads their their ra- their radios were screaming attack yeah, attack yeah. and they were like what's happening and they're like there was an actual negotiator on the phone with them with the terrorists in the gym when the explosions kicked off and he was heard to be saying, it's very important, he was heard saying, you tricked us, the blame is yours, and the blame is on the Kremlin. So I think the terrorists were saying, you've done this. Yeah, you, you fucked up here. Yeah. Everyone's going to die now. So, so, so it sounds... Yeah. So it's... Oh, hang on, let me just do that. So it sounds that, um, to me, that the security personnel that were coming to pick up the bodies mm-hmm. were sent in by the, by the Russians... And then fired upon by the Russians, which made the terrorists start shooting. Yeah, so they've done it to themselves. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so, well, the panic's going to happen, isn't it? And then they're going to go, right, 
this is it now. People are going to die. So we've got to do our plan, so to speak. Yeah, our, our crazy plan. Yeah. So when the raid started, the BBC broadcasted it live immediately on on the uh, on TV. But Russian state TV uh, took, I think they took like two hours to even begin to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And when they did, they they um like one of the programs that was reporting it had it had the uh, the the, um, the line pulled essentially, and they put like Brazilian soap operas on. <laughs> They're like, you're not fucking talking about it. So the raid itself was carried out by assault groups from the FSB and the Russian army. Mm-hmm. The troops were supported by T-72 tanks. There's fucking children in there. Yeah. Right? BTR-80 wheeled armoured personnel carriers. They don't fuck around, do they? Arm- armed attack helicopters, including one, at least one MI-24 attack helicopter. So they were, le- it's like a battle. It's, a, it's like, like a war. Literally, it's like a war. Yeah. Russian war. Stuff going in. Yes. Yeah, they treated it like a war zone. Apparently, it was so intense that soldiers deserted, just fled. They were like, this is kicking off. It's like the end of yeah, the world. We need to go. And um, like um, teacher, um, policemen were so panicked in on the security perimeters that they started shooting away from the school, thinking that they were being attacked from behind. Everybody was firing everywhere. Mm. It's like a complete like fucking Benny Hill scene. <laughs> just nuts and uh, news crews filmed the uh, the tanks shooting these massive 125 mil artillery shells into the school and locals are jumping onto the tops of the tanks and standing in front of the barrels just going what are you doing stop it stop shooting stop being idiots come on yeah and I suppose in, in their defence a lot of the tanks were used as like shields they'd um, the kids would come running out and get behind the tanks yeah. and the tanks would back out they're the ones that didn't get blown to pieces yeah, yeah. by tank fires, and uh, it didn't. End, it did still didn't end there. Like for for the kids that survived the the roof collapsing, the you know the, uh, the the hail of gunfire being set on fire, they were led into the cafeteria by terrorists who incidentally surrounded themselves by children. Right. Yeah. To try and defend themselves in a way. Yeah. So you had like a rugby scrum yeah, of yeah. kids moving, and inside that rugby scrum is a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. So they wouldn't get. They made the kids once they got into the cafeteria. They were trying to like hold up a like a new sort of you know attack position, mm-hmm. and they got kids to stand up against the windows to act as human shields. Mm-hmm. And then the Russian troops just cut through the fucking lot of them, just shot them to pieces, killed 110 children in the cafeteria. Just just went, just blew straight through the lot of them. Didn't care. Wankers. There's 32 terrorists. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Just causing more shit. You know what I mean? They must have been laughing some of the terrorists going, they're doing this themselves. They said that, yeah. though, didn't they? They went, this is your yeah, yeah, fault. You exactly. started this. And, and now they're shooting their own kids, basically. So, so the uh, the raid went on for hours and hours and hours. And two hours after it started, most of the school was secure and there were like sporadic po- pockets of attack going off. Mm-hmm. 13 of the terrorists broke through the, the military cordon and held up in a two two-story security um, building which is just adjacent to the school and once and they were fighting from there shooting out and once the Russians had figured out what building they were in they obliterated it they dis- leveled it with tank fire and flamethrowers literally just blew it to pieces yeah some rebels made it out past the um, perimeter and were running down train tracks to escape and they sent the attack helicopters after them <laughs> just took them out I suppose that's that's a good thing about the attack helicopter I suppose if you see anyone trying to do a sneaky out the back door, run off, you know, I mean, you can just go, there they are, bank. Could you imagine attack helicopters fucking flying around here, blasting? It's just insane, yeah. mate. And uh, one terrorist who got um, got out alive and ran was captured by a group of locals. Right. Did he, did he mysteriously die? In he didn't that mysteriously time? die, mate. We know what happened to him because they filmed it. Oh, did they? Ripped him to bits. 
literally ripped him to bits. Yeah, just yeah, and that's another thing. The um, the bodies of the Chechen terrorists inside the um, r- recovered. Some, some of them. Why, why did they even bother trying running? I mean, they must have known they're not gonna get away, and the, the chances are they're probably gonna die nicer there than they are if they escape. Hence, why you don't get ripped apart. You won't get ripped apart like the Russians. Obviously, the the locals. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Pull the pin on a grenade and end yourself because th- it's not going to be pretty. No. It's awful. But the um the soldiers actually went into the building and recovered some of the bodies. Like the the bodies that they did recover had been dismembered. Some of them had been dismembered alive intentionally by the Russian lads. So the security, like the um, special forces, went in, captured them, and went right. It's time for a live leak video. Pass us that knife. And they fuck you, and then just gutted them. While they were alive? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, mate. Disemboweled them, mate. Hardcore, man. One terrorist actually got out alive, and he was um he was lynched by Bestland locals, but the um, military got him before they could... <laughs> Rip him to pieces. So one got ripped to pieces before yeah. they were starting to do another one, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And he got sentenced to prison for life. He's never coming out. And he's actually alive in prison? Yeah. Okay, now. Apparently, he tried to help children. He was pulling them away from the fire, going, you're going to get burnt there. Don't go that way. You'll get shot. What the fuck are you talking about? You just, you've basically just done this siege thing. You knew shit was going to hit the fan. So you, knew, you must have... He must have known, like, doing this plan, it's not going to end nicely for anyone. It's not going to. It doesn't matter in what situation. If you went to a hospital and done it, you know, people are going to die and people aren't going to look at you and go, he's actually a saint. He tries to help some people. He didn't because he joined them. He knew what they were in- intending to do. You and he may, he may have backed out. He might have changed his mind and gone, oh, shit, this, looks, this is really bad. But too late. You were never going to get out alive. Too late. It's awful, mate. It looked like in the footage, it looks like civilians are doing most of the rescuing. Mm. It really does. There's like lads in like, you know, lumberjack shirts just pulling kids out. You're like, where's the military? Mm. Oh, they're over there shooting everybody. Stop shooting. Like when you consider there's only 32 terrorists, but the amount of gunfire going off, you're like, well, that's not 32 guns. Yeah, it sounds like there's like a thousand and thirty two guns and an attack helicopter and And a tank and flamethrowers. Unbelievable. (laughs) They uh, fire crews were called two hours after this kicked off. Um, and they didn't want to tackle the blaze because everybody inside was dead. And they were like, look, man, there's bombs in there. We're not fucking going in. Yeah. And plus they only had something like 200 litres of water and they couldn't connect their the, uh, fi- the uh, hoses to the mains. And it was... No ambulances were there. Most of the people were taken to hospital in the back of cars. Locals were just speeding off with them down. And in hospital, for instance, as well, the doctors were forbidden to talk. They were said, look, you, you can't talk to anyone. You can't tell anyone what's going in. No phones, no mm-hmm. cameras, nothing. It's fucking, why? It's just... It's, it's yeah. Why hide it all? It's happened, and you know, it's something that you disagree with and they disagree with, but that happens everywhere. Absolutely. And the next day, when we were talking about <coughs> the bodies and how did this, you know, what happened to the school, the Russians sent bulldozers in and demolished what was left of the gym, and they they scooped up the the debris mm-hmm. and just dumped it in rubbish dumps, including the body parts. Just didn't care. Didn't give a fuck. Destroying all potential evidence, as I prefer to to see it. Mm. That was done by design because I think they knew that ballistics lads would be able to figure out yeah. who fired the first shot. Course, they probably know what what bullets are in. Obviously, if they were firing at the kids, they'll know that they'll go. Well, that's a military bullet. Yeah, you know what I mean. So 
we can tell how this yeah, went yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And it came from the outside, not the inside. And uh, like um, within a few days of the mass, um, the mass, the massacre, there was a huge burial of 120 people, and the village of Beslan had to extend the graveyard first. That's like because <laughs> there was just so many corpses going. It was, just, it was unbelievable. Imagine being a grave digger in that town. You'd be like, what? Rubbing your hands together. You'd be probably si- got shot. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be sitting again. Oh my god, I'm gonna end up like looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger on in the week. <laughs> Get digging. Yeah, over time, lads. Yeah. So Putin about this basically said, um, Russia is getting attacked more and more because it's acting weak. We need to revamp aggression. This is the the direct response. Right, okay. And he ordered a two-day period of mourning and said that we showed ourselves to be weak and the weak get beaten. So then Chechnya got more missiles thrown at them. Which then turns around and missiles get thrown or more people yeah. get attacked. It just it never ends. It never fucking ends, mate. No, it just gets worse and worse until one of them goes. And and I'm afraid to say, I think we know what one. If he ever will, mate. Yeah. I would. don't think he will. Mm. It's awful, that is. So, yeah, it's the hard one to draw, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob's drawing I've got it. to be honest, it's it's not one which is uh, um, funny <laughs> or has uh, funny bits in it, so... This one's a bit more of a, a, so, a solemn one, is that a word? Uh, so, yeah, of course it's a word, yeah. It is, yeah. You, can't, you add humour to things, but... It's hard to do it when it's about 300 kids being massacred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not by the terrorists. No. Yeah, there you go. Sorry about if that was a bit dishevelled, people, but I'm absolutely knackered. And me. We're both absolutely <laughs> cream-crackered. <laughs> totally bothered. My eyes are going halfway through that. <laughs> Because it's so boring. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I was just so tired and just sitting here going, ugh. I am so, pretty fucking exhausted. Yeah. So, competition winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, the mighty Stephen Bostock. Is it? Yeah. So, you get to win. Mr. Bostock. You get to win this one. Shall I write his name on it? Yeah, go for it. You get the horrific picture of a massacre of thousands of children. I don't even know if that's how you spell it, but it's it's going like that. That's exactly how you spell it. Perfect. Usually, usually most of my things, um, drawings that got mis on purposely misspelled, and sometimes not on purpose. Yeah, because I'm shit at spelling, so I just write things as I hear it. Yeah. I mean, Lee Leonard Rochelle. I know that's spelled completely wrong. You'll probably spell. You're probably one of these like weird savants that can't spell in in English, but you can spell perfectly in Russian. <laughs> It's because I am Russian. <laughs> Sneaky Rob the Russian. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give all this information to Putin and then we're going to get some tanks in. Yeah, not that we need them. Corner of the house and kill you. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say wayo. Wayo. That'll do. I need to go to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so if you want to contact us, just go to Google, type in Robots Rise. It'll come up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Um, I think most of the stuff we do is through Facebook page, really, isn't it? And we do Instagram and all that as well. Twitter, well, I don't know. I, I don't even touch Twitter. Well, not a lot going on. I, I hate I hate Twitter. It's slow. You've got followers, but it's just slow. I hate Twitter because when like something's said, it's it's on the same message about 18 times, and I'm just like reading the same message 18 times. I'm like, I d- I've read this before. Why is it telling me to read it again? Yeah. It freaks me out. Cack, but, man. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Everyone, have a good weekend. See you next week, slags. Don't get too drunk. <laughs>